Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome to Right on Radio. My name is Jeff, and I am joined by the one who is illuminated by her background. She is the former mother of darkness, but now she is guarded by the light. Amen. <laughs> and Jesus Christ, we should add that. Yes, and her name is Jesse Zaboder. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Jesse, what a night we have both had. That's right. It was a very interesting night, was it not? It was. And, and for the audience, um, you know, growing up, you know, going to church and stuff like that, sometimes, you know, someone get a tongue, someone get an interpretation and things like that. What the, the Lord has been doing with Jesse and I is we kind of, well, I, I sometimes get the same words she gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the shared shared revelations would be a good way to put it. Shared the Lord revelations. Gives pieces of revelations, and when we talk, it all fits together or confirms. Very interesting. Very interesting. And Jesse, we spent well nearly a half an hour before going on air today talking about some stuff, and I told you I just got one of the biggest downloads of my life. <laughs> would you say that some of the puzzle pictures fell into place? Yes, definitely. And the, and now I know some stuff that you've not shared with me. Correct. Yeah, the Lord revealed it to you. And you have not shared publicly. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to go on a journey with us. <laughs> because a whole bunch of stuff has fallen into place. And... I think eventually uh, we're, we're going to take you through a bit of a journey to get there. And it's not, you know, I guess we could just drop a bomb right now. But honestly, I don't think it would be received well without going through this journey and understanding some of the history mm -hmm. and understanding what God's plan is. I really believe I know God's plan now. Hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you do. It's right in line with what I know to be God's plan as well. So, yeah. And, and let me tell you, uh, you know, when I listen, when you listen to, when I think of the Kim Clement prophecies, they were so spot on. And I don't know how much of the plan Kim saw, but his prophecies were accurate. Yeah, they were. That God's plan is so brilliant. And when, when Kim saw an army uh, that was, but he couldn't see the face and, you know, a lot of people uh, interpret that as being, you know, that letter of the alphabet and, mm -hmm. you know, different things. Um, I believe he saw that accurately as well. Yeah. And, and when speaking of that club or that letter, um, when it says nothing can stop what is coming. Uh, that the promises that have been made in that I believe to be true. Mm -hmm. And I say that with conviction in my heart right now. Um, you're going to watch things unfold. Uh, I've never been one to give out dates, but I can say legitimately, just even because of the information that I'm going to release, and I, and I, I trust Jesse 
will confirm some stuff as well. But I'm saying by the first day of summer, you're going to have a much better picture of what's going on. You, the right on radio listener. So if you know people who need to wake up, if you know people who need to do things, we're going to start disseminating the truth. Um, we're still going to have guests and that in between. We're still going to do the revelation Sundays, by the way, Jesse, that's another thing. Yeah. You know, when I, when I heard in my spirit, we got to start doing revelation. I didn't know what, like, you know, I'm not a Bible scholar. <laughs> you know, I, I had a Bible study at one point in time, but I'm not a Bible scholar. Right. And, and you never imagined that it would perfectly fit in with God's order of revelation revealing stuff publicly you know and, that it all pieces together and and so this broadcast and the ones on sunday do go hand in hand yeah and, and by the way if you're watching this program maybe you're new here uh there are no coincidences and if you've been with us for a while god bless you uh you have been set apart because you are going to have protection mechanisms going into the time that we're coming into. And by the way, we're coming into a really good time. That's right. It, we're it coming into good. a blessed age. Uh, not promising it's going to last long. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, I certainly wouldn't promise that, but only God knows the timing. So Jesse, before we get into this and, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna start in the in the garden because really that's where this thing goes back to. Uh, but I, I just gonna tell you a little bit about my journey in this uh, truth telling thing because I have never revealed some of the stuff and how I got here on air. Uh, give my godly testimony another time. Uh, by the way, I don't hide it. Uh, it's just there's certain things in there that to give you the full story don't really glorify God. Mm -hmm. And so I really only give it in person. Uh, you know, I, I believe my testimony really believes from when I got starts from when I got saved, but to understand the full thing and, and why I know about the dark side, you know, that stuff doesn't glorify God. Right. But probably the original um, level 17 intelligence person uh, person came out telling the truth. His name is William Cooper. And if you haven't searched him on the internet, I suggest you do because he put out a lot of really amazing stuff. Uh, he is the original high-level intelligence disseminator of our time. And when he exited the, the CIA, the intelligence programs, he had $17,000. And he made as many, and I don't know the exact number, but he made as many VHS tapes as possible. He had stolen information out of the three-letter agency that he was with, uh, video proof of who assassinated the president in 74, um, you know, amongst other things, including the alien projects and stuff like that. He put all of this evidence, it was about a four hour long videotape. And what he did was out of that $17,000, as many tapes as he could buy and afford to mail out, he mailed them out randomly to people around the world. Names that he did not know. He pulled random addresses and stuff like that. I was one of the people who received 
those tapes, that tape. And I had it for years and I showed it to as many people as I could. Mm-hmm. And that was really one of the first times in my life I realized that just about everything in this world has been a lie. This is before I was saved, by the way. Hmm. This is before I was saved. So I realized the world was fake and everything was a lie. And I already didn't have a trust in governments and things like that, Jesse. But then after seeing that, I really didn't. Um, so I became, you know, one of those conspiracy theorist guys, I suppose. But then it was a couple of years later, I got saved. And again, I realized everything in the world was a lie (laughs) because, (laughs) you know, I had the truth dropped on me. And then, you know, the truth is first, um, denied, then it's tested and then it's proven to be true. So, you know, God has been teaching me this stuff for 30 years and it's really hard to put you know to drop a 30-year bomb on someone uh in the audience because i don't know where everyone is at and you could very easily be damaged by some of the things that you're going to be learning yeah but we're going to put it out there just systematically so from this episode forward you got to really start sharing these episodes. Um, You got to start hitting the like buttons or the love buttons or whatever it is. Um, This is going to, this, this broadcast is going to be used by God to save many people, even the elect Mm -hmm. from being lost. Because when the antichrist rises, many of the elect will be fooled. The gate is narrow. And these churches that, you know, block out the Holy Spirit, as Jody was saying on Sunday, um, you know, are people getting saved? Yeah. But, you know, are they, can they be deceived if they're not strong? Yeah. 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 You know, I was with a friend and he watches this from time to time. So I'm not going to give his name, but super intelligent guy. And, you know, we were talking about these, uh, these passports that they're given for the, for the poke, right? Right. <laughs> and uh, he's going, well, man, I want to, I want to go, I want to be able to go to Jamaica. Oh, sure. I'll get it. You know, I'm like, you don't see anything wrong with this. No, <laughs> I trust. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, you know, you don't, uh, I just smile and wave. <laughs> you right. know? I really love the guy. (laughs) Good friend. Um, And by the way, we don't always have to hang around with the super spiritual Christian people because, you know, that's really not the battlefield. Right. It's not. God wants this man's soul and I'm praying for him. Amen. All right. So, Jesse, why don't we start? Um the war between two seeds and when i say seeds um, you know it could easily be referring to you know cain and abel but mm-hmm. i think we'll get there i think we need to start at the seed of the trees yeah the two trees in the garden because that is really having an understanding of this is where it all starts so god 
he's the tree of life guy. <laughs> yeah. And the devil, the fallen one, he's the, the tree of knowledge. Accurate depiction? It could be in, a, in the analogy. And um, it's an analogy. God yeah. put both trees there. Right. All knowledge is God's. The, the, yeah. the, you know, the Antichrist learned it from somewhere. He was created by God and for God and for God's use. And by the way, he's still created by God and for God and is being used by God. Right. I think the most important thing in this to bring out is the meaning of the word knowledge, that it's not just a mental knowing. It literally means to, you know, at a quantum level to be entangled or twisted together in practice and deep. So it's the experience. Experience would be a good word. You know, you've got the experience of life and notice it's only life and you've got the experience of knowledge of good and evil i love how you said that jesse and by the way i take note that you use the word quantum as well future yes. marker <laughs> <laughs> future marker so Basically, a lot of the world has gone down the knowledge path. Mm -hmm. And most of the deep knowledge is, well, let's say on the other side of the veil. It's not apparent to most people. Most people wouldn't even know that there's a veil there. Mm -hmm. Most people can't see past, well, their TV or you know, getting up, let, let's, let's be honest. Um, we were not created to wake up, have a coffee, shower, brush your teeth, get in the car, go to work. Dit, 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 robot, 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 work, come right. home, have dinner, same time, put on the TV. Good night, dear. Right. So physical orientated, but we have to remember that we were created physical and spiritual beings. As I like to relate it, you know, we are not citizens of this world. So, you know, does our citizenship in heaven and our spiritual things that we're required to do, you know, our spiritual life only begin the moment we leave this physical world? Our spiritual life is from conception. That's right. So it's important to note on that. Uh, listen, we're faith-based. We both are born of the spirit. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe the word to be the absolute word of God. We believe it to be true, uh, divine, and supernatural. Right. But if that name of Jesus Christ is controversial to you. Some people would have just hung up right now or stopped watching the broadcast. Even if you don't believe in him or saved by him, you are still a spirit being and the world is not your home. Right. You are still a spiritual being and the world is not your home. So we do the tree of life stuff. 
I think uh, mainly on uh, on Sundays and things like that. So for these broad, this series of broadcasts, I think we're going to focus on some knowledge, Jesse. Okay. And geez, where where would so from the garden? I guess we could start with Cain because Cain had some divine knowledge because Cain was of a different seed. Yeah. Why don't we start there and I'll let you do some talking because you're much more knowledgeable there than I am. I think, you know, we can even step a little bit farther into that concept uh, with your analogy with the tree of life, which, you know, I know we're going to start with Cain, but I'm going to go a little backwards here. No, perfect. We, we think about Abel and what he had to bring as an offering to the Lord. He brought things that were from the fruit of life, which, you know, part of what brings life is that, that sacrifice. It says there's no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood. And so, you know, Abel would bring those sacrifices that brought life. Um, Cain, you know, it says that, you know, he refused to bring the required sacrifice, um, you know, to the Lord, and he was a farmer, you know, so he would bring the fruit of the field of the earth. And, you know, this was very displeasing to the Lord. And you think about that, though, that, you know, he was trying to attain life by a back channel you know there was no lifeblood that could represent the redeeming of another being in a piece of fruit or in a vegetable there is no lifeblood in it and um so you know how could it bring about redemption how could it glorify god it didn't it was fruit that you know we know that if you don't eat the fruit it rots and you know yes the seeds may grow more plants you know it just kind of keeps you know this cycle going um but it's not unto eternal or everlasting or spiritual life so it does nothing for the spirit body it's something that's purely bound here on earth and um so this is why it was displeasing to God, because it only represented the physical carnal earth that constantly is in this cycle of death. Amen. Uh, actually, that's a really good place to start, Jesse. I'm glad you did start there because it's worthwhile to start about the importance of blood mm -hmm. right from the very beginning, because that's when it comes down to knowledge. Yeah. It's very important, but it's also important on the tree of life side, which Absolutely. is the God side of the equation. And obviously it's a foreshadow of Jesus Christ shedding mm -hmm. his blood for the new creation, which is us. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is, oh, I, I, I really hope my words don't come out wrong, Jesse because I don't want to be taken out of context or, or, you know, not say this with humility, but 
if you think the knowledge is only on the tree of knowledge side, that is a completely misbelief. And one of the things I got in this download last night is I know more than the Illuminati. And, And let me measure that. I don't know the spells. I don't know the alchemy. I don't know. And I'm not to look at that. I, it, it doesn't interest me at all. I know God's plan. Right. And God is using these things. Um, so I don't need to know the knowledge and know how to do incantations. And and by the way, they're magic works. <laughs> like yeah. it, it works. You know, I, I have no interest in it. But God has shown me enough that I have a, a much understanding. And if I know his plan, but they only know their plan. Right. Their so, knowledge is limited. It has a cap on it. It has a cap on it. So, you know, coming over to the, uh, the tree of life, you get so much more and, and not to mention eternity, you know, obviously, but man, what a absolute humbling privilege and I, I honestly, Jesse, you can see the wheels spinning in my head right now. I just, it's hard to put all these compartmentalize all the, like just about every major question I had got answered last night. Interesting. Yeah. Like that's interesting. You know, even down to the cloning thing, <laughs> like <laughs> even that, like, Did and I I'm not going to go you there. the DNA transplanting. That's what I want to know. Oh. It's such a farce. I, I'm that my opinion. It is such a farce. Actually, my knowledge with that. Is- well, I, I have a feeling that you and I are going to agree, but perhaps I'll take it one level up. <laughs> not on air right now. It's not the time. We get, we'll get there. We're going to get to modern times. We'll get there. Yes. <laughs> we will get there. We will get through everything. Um, but you need to have the foundations here. And and to me, the foundations are just coming together. Coming full circle, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're want, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're watching a guy virtually break down in front of you right now. <laughs> like, uh, I'm so overwhelmed with joy. Uh, I'm so overwhelmed. God's plan is so good for you it is so good for you it's going to be some tough times ahead though but there's going to be some great times and the great times will definitely outshine the darkness so okay now we're at uh, at Cain and Abel you've talked about the sacrifices where should we go from here Jesse we could almost fast forward to Pharaoh <laughs> you know yeah I mean that I think the matters of the heart are important to bring out, you know, that really they, the two brothers displayed relationship with God. The one didn't care, um, you know, although he was the firstborn and in those, you know, it's interesting when you think about the firstborn, they were the ones who inherited everything including you know they were to carry on the family spiritual beliefs as well like in that system you see you know part of the jewish um patriarchy or the hebrew patriarchy you see 
that often, you know, with the with Father Abraham, with Isaac, with Jacob, there was something beyond inheritance, like a physical inheritance that they received. They all received this dynamic relationship with God, even if it wasn't perfect, you know, each one of them had these experiences with God. So there was that spiritual aspect when they received their blessing, it came with that relationship with the Lord, where he talked with them. He, you know, revealed things to them. He made promises to them um, to establish them. Um, What's interesting is that you don't see the Lord having conversations with Abel. None of that is brought out in scripture. And why was that? Was that because he was the second born? I'm just posing some questions here. But what you do see is you see the Lord having interactions with Cain. Yeah. And he says to him things like, you know, I'm not pleased with your sacrifice. You know, sin is waiting, crouching at the door, ready to overtake you. You know, the Lord is giving him these chances to to make things right, to do things the way that the Lord would like it done. And, you know, even the Lord says, you know, after he kills his brother, you know, where is your brother? You know, why does God ask that question? Is it because he doesn't know that, you know, Abel was killed and is now buried in the ground? No, the Lord knows, but he's giving that opportunity for Cain to fess up and to, you know, be transparent with God, you know, with his heart. And even to that, Cain still refuses to turn to the Lord. So, you know, it is an example of what we have with that dichotomy of, you know, you've got the imagery of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, <clears throat> which is this perfect son who his only desire is to do his father's will and to be faithful in all his father's house. And then you have the dichotomy of, of Satan who, you know, in his pride, he really doesn't care. Um, he has no desire to have a relationship with God. He just wants to do whatever he feels is right. And he wants what he feels is right to be proclaimed as the way or, or as good or as acceptable. And so, you know, that's really where that goes. And you know, even in the way God treats Cain, he gives him mercy and grace. He establishes, you know, sanctuary cities, places where, you know, Cain can go and not be killed or harmed or, you know, his even establishes that his children, you know, because they were marked as being part of that family. But the Lord, you know, makes a thing that says that, you know, nobody's to touch or harm him. So it's interesting. Why does God give that mercy? Why does he not take him out right then and there? You know? Jesse, same God yesterday as today, right? Right. He he allows the evil to, to go forward. He allows the hearts of men to be displayed in their fullness. He honors the free will choice. Well, it's funny, you mentioned a couple things. You men- mentioned sanctuary cities. That's kind of a term that is has come up again recently. 
Yeah. Um, and also, you know, everyone's saying, you know, come on, God, get the plan going, get this, get this. But you know what? It's for his mercies because even, you know, some of these people at the very top of the cabal, God has shown them, look, you're, you're losing. You're going down. It is done. He has shown them and still given them time to repent. That's right. He has love, still given them time. Yeah. Because now, hell isn't in, made for people. Th this doesn't necessarily go with Cain, but I think that it's important for people to realize, you know, how much depth there is to, to scripture um, and how much we're missing out, you know, that the church has not taught. So, you know, as we fast forward the story from Cain and Abel um, to the days of Joshua and Israel going in to conquer that land of Canaan a and notice the names. Okay. The, the spelling of the word has changed from Cain, but now you have the Canaanites. Okay. And who practiced all the wickedness in the land where the Lord said, I've had enough, you know, I had enough of these people worshiping to Baal and Molech. And, you know, he called Abraham out of that land mm -hmm. and, you know, made a promise that what was the promise? The promise was life, you know, it goes back to the tree of life that the Lord wanted to give his people an inheritance, a land, um, you know, prosperity and generations of children, you know, going back to his original promise of multiply be prosperous. Um, so you fast forward and as Joshua and his army are about ready to go into the land, the, the first thing the Lord has them do, because, you know, these were the men who were serving in Joshua's army were actually the children that were out of Israel or I'm sorry, Egypt. Um, so as the Israelites came out, you know, you had those who were adults who were in bondage but they had children. So these children now have grown and are the ones who are serving in the army. And the Lord tells Joshua, you know, they're not circumcised. They're not set apart. Um, and that, you know, that circumcision represented, you know, that they were dedicated to the Lord. And in Egypt, they were not allowed, you know, they had not circumcised or dedicated their sons to the Lord alone. So they stop at this place called Gilgal. Now, um, what's interesting is, you know, people get tired of the Old Testament. They think, ah, you know, like, why does it have all these names of all the people? Why does it have all these names of the cities? Okay. We have to remember these are real places. And the names were very important. The names are part of the story. So what does Gilgal mean? It means to roll the reproach away. So why does God have them stop at Gilgal? Because he commands them, you know, Joshua, circumcise the army. What did that circumcision represent? It represented the rolling of the reproach or the things that were, you know, displeasing to God away. And so they do, you know, I mean, these, they were adults. And yet they circumcised themselves. They were there for a little bit. And when they were healed, that's when they got to march into the land. 
um, you know, that's probably my favorite part of the book of Joshua is, you know, those first chapters, he goes through this old process of consecration. You know, in chapter three, he declares to the army, get ready, consecrate yourselves, you know, make yourselves clean, set yourselves apart to the Lord. For three days, we're going to go in and conquer that land. But before they could, you know, take the land back for the Lord, they had to make themselves pure and holy and righteous in his sight. And, you know, we don't talk about that process of consecration anymore. That's a process of life that the Lord Jesus Christ brings us through. Um, the enemy doesn't want us to, you know, be holy or righteous or blameless before God. You know, he wants us to remain in this fleshly body, which, you know, if you're not circumcised, it's that imagery of remaining in the carnal fleshly body. Yeah, and by the way, in this new series, I don't even know we're going to name it now, Jesse, but this is going to be a new series, and we're going to get into some of the things that he has used, and particularly, I've been promising for a while a music show. We're yeah. going to do a music show because I can't wait to expose those concerts that you've gone to that are actually rituals. Yeah. But so let's getting back, you know, the, the Old Testament, well, no, no, the, the God of the Old Testament was angry and he was this and that. No, no, no. It was just the, that's the old covenant. There's a new covenant. It's the same God. Yeah. And, and what happened in Jericho, for instance, is that's going to happen again. You know, it was, it was a sound of a trumpet and, you know, right. you're going to hear that trumpet, I suspect. Uh, at some point in time, and some walls will fall down again. Yeah, I, I've always said you cannot have perfect love without wrath. They go hand in hand. The righteousness, the justice, the mercy, the goodness, it all goes hand in hand. It can, you cannot have it without it. That's right. So, but these Canaanites, Jesse they had some knowledge and they were doing stuff. You were mentioning they were worshiping Baal. They were worshiping yep. Moloch. What sort of things were they trying to do on the other side of the veil? Well, yeah, it literally says that they were interacting with the spirit beings. They were known for um, their fornifications that involved not only you know mass groups but those groups included demonic spirits so they were involved in the sexual relations with spirits um you know they were part of it was sacrificing their children on the altars or making them there's a term called making them walk through the fire and that's an old you know, ritual practice where literally um, you would have a fire burning and you walk through that fire and it rep it physically represents a veil. When you get through to the other side, you know, you're in the spirit world. So that's what they were doing. They literally were passing through the spiritual gates into the spirit world. 
and yeah. you know what we probably jumped so i was i was ready to go right to the pharaoh <laughs> because <laughs> because I, I literally i was i i was not prepared for this show uh the way i normally prepare with a bunch of bullet points and you know mm-hmm. um but we probably should have addressed the nephilim you know we're the sons of god because that's going to play a very important role to understand yeah. what is going on here so we can go back to it it's the let, let's go thing. back to it uh, what was it genesis yeah. 6 i think yeah genesis 6 um it talks about how the sons of god um which you know the majority of scholars believe that it is the angelic or fallen angels not the um it i guess i'll say it doesn't classify if they're the fallen angels or not but there was a time where the lord commit uh permitted you know angels and the female women to to uh, have sexual relations and to produce offspring but then it says that you know as you had these offspring they were you know genetic hybrids because of the spiritual gifts that flowed through the angels and the humans you know they had things like extra strength they you know they were known for you know we would call them in our days giants they're literally 18 20 feet tall yeah and you know scripture talks about these groups that some of the you know they can't they became known as like the the rephamites the canon or um anakinites um the tribe of anakin um you know goes on and on and you get more of the philistines would make connections with these individuals and worked a lot with the remaining giants in the land um so goliath you know is one who's mentioned um but so they had this dna you know that was angelic and human and you know the lord says that he he looked down on the hearts of men and he saw that every inclination every thought was always bent towards that evil or that wickedness and it's not just that they were mentally desiring it or tempted you you got to remember it's that experience that practice they are actively engaging in that wickedness and so you know that's what was happening and that's why the lord sent the flood to destroy the mass numbers of these individuals now my theory is you know we got to say well if god destroyed them all then how could we still have any of that dna or blood um i think that it came through you know noah and his sons that you know scripture tells us that his son's wives were on board uh the ark when the flood came so i think that those wives genetically carried you know some of the nephilim genes and that is what the system has been interbreeding for for generations to try to get you know individuals who carry as much of that nephilim blood as they can get dna wise um so yeah it's interesting so i i have a fear and this is it'll just be a theory but right. before i say that just for the nephilim we we already called them giants i i want people to know 
when you think of the pharaohs, the original big kings and stuff like that, these were Nephilims. Yeah. When you uh, when you look in Greek mythology, when you look at uh, you know uh, Thoth and Titus and they, these, th it's the same ones just repackaged in a different name. Right. It's the same dudes, right? You know, it's these are the Nephilims, and they've been worshipped as small g gods. Right. Titans, legends, heroes all the names they went by but same same beings that scripture talks about so actually before i give my theory i'm going to ask a question because you <laughs> might have the answer and it'll save me embarrassment if my theory is wrong <laughs> what is the difference between a fallen angel and a demon in my book there is no difference um, there are some, uh, you know, they're all fallen angels, meaning that they were cast out of heaven because they chose to follow Satan and his rebellion or Lucifer and his rebellion. So um, they're all fallen. They're all cast out. Um, yes. You know, where did that term demon come from? It came from, you know, their wickedness, their evil. Um you know, there's different judgments that were put upon them. There's some that scripture tells us are chained or bound mm -hmm. in the earth, like Still. not on the earth, they're in the earth bound, you know, the Lord didn't because allow them. Because they were so wicked. Yeah, God didn't allow them free reign on the earth. But then there were some, and, and think about that people, you know, Baal and Molech, you well, Molech's currently pinned to a wall, so I guess he is kind of bound. But I was gonna say, you know, we we know how evil those spirits are, and scripture talks about them, but they were not ones that were bound, you know. So that's that's interesting. So what my working theory is, because I don't have all the answers, and I just be honest, is fallen angels well they were all fallen angels one third of heaven fell but fallen angels still have their angelic body and angels as we see in the scriptures they can appear as human uh it's likely that you as a human have talked to an angel at in multiple times in your life yeah. it's it's very likely you have they looked human but they can also look angelic, but they can come into physical form. Demons, this is my theory. Okay, I'm just throwing it out there. When the Nephilim were wiped out, the spirit does not die. It was the body, the physical body that was out. So now they, as a spirit, a demon is a spirit without its angelic body. So it looks for hosts. Hmm. That actually is a very workable theory, Jeff. I like that theory. That's so those are the ones that look for the hosts. And, you know, you talk about uh, many of them that are hosts. So that's how I, how I, at least how I think of a fallen angel and a demon as being different. They all come from the same place. Just, yeah. you know, 
possible. And, and some of the ones that were so bad, like some of the old pharaohs or, you know, small G gods, they, they, they're chained right now. Uh, they might see the light of day for a short period of time. Maybe. During God's wrath. <laughs> right? When all the titans come marching forth. <laughs> no, boy. Jesse, you and I will not be here to see that. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? I'm going to be on the front line. <laughs> no. I, I Well, we'll get there on our revelation study. I might change your mind on that. Okay, maybe. We'll, I might, and by the way, it's like by a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Literally, it's like right before it gets super bad. Right. I'm okay with watching them all march out, you know, and give their battle cries. And then the Lord scoops us up and comes. That would be amazing. Well, you might even just see it from the sky. Maybe. <laughs> so Maybe. actually, when I said a day or two, I think it's like at a, at a moment. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> at a moment. A lot of, of an eye. <laughs> a lot of stuff happens all at, at one point in time. So, you know what? I think. I think we should just probably leave it off there because we're going to go down another rabbit hole with the next section uh, when we're going to get into the ancient knowledge and we'll start off. Well, we'll see where we start off, but we'll definitely be getting into the Egyptian stuff because that becomes kind of important and it's kind of important today. Right. So, so join us next time for, you know, the ancient knowledge about Egypt. Yeah, we gotta come up with something more fantastic in the title, you know. <laughs> the we will. Listen, I don't even have the title for this one yet. Although <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just gonna stick with full circle. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, we should we should share that story quick so people understand where the title comes from. How that's interesting. All right, uh, you go first because you went first when we discovered this. Yeah, so, I, well, I shared this morning how I had a dream and it went back to um, a vision that I had about two years ago. It, well, it was more than a vision and it's kind of hard to explain some of this, but, you know, I've talked on some shows about how, you know, people can astro project also, you know, people can have shared visions where you're seeing the same thing in the spirit world at the same time. So what had happened to me two years ago was that I had um, two, well, I guess one technically likes to be called a Luciferian, the other is a Satanist. But um, I, I went to go pray one night, like I usually do. And I started to have a vision. And all of a sudden, I was consciously aware that I was not just seeing in the vision, but there was this Luciferian and this Satanist that all of a sudden showed up and were in the room with me in spirit. And like, I could just clearly see him. And I was like, why are they crashing my prayer time? You know, why is God allowing them to see this vision? And like, I could hear them saying stuff. And then they were just kind of crouching there watching. And the Lord said to me, just let them watch. And I was like, okay. And as the vision progressed, like I saw the Lord standing behind them and he started to pour oil over their heads. 
and they were both crouching. So it was like this oil poured over their head and went down on the floor. And then the oil started spreading and flowing. And I was watching it as it flowed down. You know, I saw the circle with sisters of light around it. And, you know, they were trying to, to do something and had books and everything. And this oil flowed down over the ground. And as it did, they couldn't stand in it. Like they had to back up out of their circle. And that was kind of the whole vision. And so, you know, as people know, as we've shared, we started this anointing the land project. And it started first where we were taken back the land in the spirit realm, in the heavenly courts, you know, we had to fight for the deeds, the rights. And then now it's manifesting in the physical and we're physically anointed the land, taking it back. And so anyway, last night, the Lord brought that vision back into my memory in my dream. And then he just clearly said the words, I have brought all things full circle. And it was in regards to that. So I was sharing that with Jeff and Jeff just started, you know, laughing. It was like, now, now show your part. <laughs> well, as I said, I got this incredible download uh, literally over the last 24 hours. And, and well, I guess part of it started maybe Sunday, uh, but quite honestly, it was, uh, you know, you had sent me, Jess, I didn't say this earlier, but you had sent me a particular text asking me to pray in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that's really what opened up the door last night mm-hmm. and uh, into today. And you know, the Lord just gave me such a download. Like uh, I have almost all the puzzle pieces now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I re- like even the names. The, the like, and the Lord had said to me specifically, "Now you have come full circle." <laughs> and. And so when I was thinking about how, like, I, I just like, I got so much information. I'm like, I don't even know how to present this. I don't know what I should put out because some of this stuff, you know, it's, it's wild. It's, it's, and, yeah. and, um, but I, but I kept thinking, okay, I'm going to name this episode full circle because that just kind of gave it. But then Jesse, there was something else that came because I was seeing visions of floods last night. Yeah, and that was the rest of, um, I forgot to say that part, that was the rest of my dreams. I, I, you know, whenever things are changing or about to happen, I'll dream of natural disasters. So, you know, usually it's tornadoes or, or tsunamis, floods. So last night I dreamt there was a tsunami and I could see it coming. You know, it was, it was on the Western side. And, um, you know, I saw the waters rising up and I, I ran to tell people and I was trying to get everybody to higher ground. And usually that's all I'll do is just say, you know, keep going higher, keep going higher. But I actually set a time frame. I said, I said, the tsunami is going to hit in two minutes. Get your, excuse my language, ASS is moving. You know, it was like, get to higher ground now. And so that was interesting that usually I don't have a time mark in my dreams and it, you know, two minutes is pretty quick, you know? So that was interesting. 
so ladies and gentlemen, she gets a tsunami. I just see a flood. That's life. God, I'm not jealous. <laughs> right? But it was interesting that we both, we both had that same thing, the full circle. And then we both dreamt of flooding or, you know, waters that were rising. So oh, that was interesting. It just came to me. As soon as I said that, I did get a tsunami. I got a tsunami of information. Yeah. So I might have seen a flood, but I got a tsunami as well. Huh. Thank you, God. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you know what? Um, and, and this is going to sound cheesy. Uh, listen, I just got to do a couple things. Um, make sure you're subscribed to us on uh, Podbean. That is our home. We're putting on video, Vimeo putting some episodes onto YouTube, depending on what we cover, I suppose. Uh, I think this one is probably going to be safe. Yeah. Um, but, and uh, and it looks like Frank's speech is up. So I'm going to see if I can get registered today. I just checked it again oh, this awesome. morning. So it looks like that's going. Um, oh, you know what? I, something I didn't tell you off air, but uh, I'm going to, I'm starting the process of building a massive website for right on radio where we can serve our own videos have our own stuff self-contained it's going to do in pieces so by the way if there's someone who's really smart with uh with websites i already kind of have a designer a guy who owes me a, a favor and he's going to do things at cost and i've done stuff for him so um but i need help planning it out <laughs> you know i don't really know what to do here so if someone's really good at that, um, you know, please uh, send an email to writeonjeff at gmail and we'll start communicating. Uh, speaking of websites, Jesse's website is Illuminate the Darkness. Visit Illuminate the Darkness and illuminate your mind. Uh, also, Jesse has a major announcement because her new book, The Anointing Overflows, is now available on Amazon. That's right. And that goes with our anointing uh, project for the earth. And so you can find out more about that project at covertheearth.us. Um, but in my new book, you know, I talk about different things, the things the Lord showed me about the spiritual discipline of anointing, kind of where it comes from, the background with it, how we use it in warfare. And um you know, it's a compilation of many of my prayers about anointing. So um, it, it's a great resource. You can use it. You can pray those prayers. Um, I think it will really encourage people's hearts. Jesse, you know what just dropped into me? Now I'm going to ask you something before I tell you what my idea was. Are you up to doing a bonus episode of Right on Radio outside of our schedule? Yes, sure. I want to interview the author of The Anointing Overflows. Just an interview right. about your book. Sounds good. And I think that would be a wonderful thing to do. Um, speaking of knowledge and things like that, uh, we're going to be making some really exciting announcements for Right On You coming up, including those of you who have already bought and there's some great stuff being added. That's uh, right coming real soon uh the coupon right dash on all caps is going to be expiring april 30th it will that coupon will not be extended 
beyond there. So if it's on your heart to uh, to purchase it, I'm just going to tell you, um, you know, we're not coming off as slick salespeople, as slick course providers, but we give you a lot of truth. Uh, the information in there is it seems simplistic, but when you go through it a couple of times, you're going to realize the depth of it. And honestly, Jesse, last night with all this download I got, and I shared a lot of it with before we went on, oh boy, is this course timely. Right. That, that sound, I look, don't buy it. I'm not saying that God anointed this for you to have. Look, I'm just saying, it is very timely. I believe that in my heart. I can say that to you with conviction. Uh, no one else, there is no other course out there that is like yeah. this one. I think what's important, the best way to probably put it is God's bringing us into a time where he's calling us to a higher level of faithfulness. What this course teaches is the spiritual discipline of financial stewardship. And the timeliness is that God is bringing us into a period of time where he's going to call us to be good financial stewards and managers. Of and our to govern, yeah. which we should have been doing since the garden, but, That's right. but so, humanity so hasn't, but we're going to be yeah. given a chance on a very high yeah, level. Who, it's going to come very fast. That's right. Those who participate. We'll kind of have that heads up because you'll already have started that stewardship process. Um, and, you know, our thing would be, you know, teach, teach others, get others involved so we can all be doing it together. And there's corporate faithfulness in the body of Christ. Absolutely. And yeah, the, the, when you, when you purchase the course, I want your, you know, you to go to through it, get as many people around your computer as possible and go through it with them. Teach your children this stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I do believe there's a, a preparation, you know, will when, when the new thing happens and we're going to get there in this series pretty quick, I think at least by, by the first day of summer, I've got that on my mind. Mm -hmm. So I guess it, it, somehow it, it's going to happen but you're going to have the tools and God, I think will be easier. You can, he can be, you can be trusted because you're going to be following in what he says to do. And it's, right. although it's, it's done in a non-religious way. Uh, we do include a couple scriptures here and there, but it's just done. Listen, here's the main stuff you need to understand. Yeah. And so it's worthwhile to check that out. Um, and I guess that is it. Oh, I'm not going to announce the guest, although I will as soon as we get off the air. We've got a mutual friend I'm going to ask to come on on Thursday. It's been put on my heart as well. So I'm assuming it's God's timing and it's going to work out. Wait till you see this. <laughs> It'll be super powerful. So, all right, Jesse, did I miss anything? Nope, that's it. We'll see you on Thursday unless there's a bonus episode in between. Thank you for watching Right On Radio. It's Jesse Zaboter. My name is Jeff. And remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community by anointing it. Who's right? Who's right? He's right.
Right on radio. Right on radio.